Welcome back to my first fanfiction, the podcast where I.L. read the second fanfiction that I ever wrote. Hi, Duncan. Hello. How are you? Good. <laughs> Your voice is so booming. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's uh, <laughs> no, no, it's, no, no, it's no, no, good. You're sorry. so excited to be here. Okay. Oh, God, no. An ASMR episode. Don't, don't lean into the mic. I'm putting my hand up between him and the mic. Don't lean into the mic. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Hello. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> How have you been, Duncan? Good. I've been good as well. Thanks for asking. How are you? <laughs> I've been good. Uh, missing this delicious fan fiction. That's what I've been missing in my life. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. Why did you use that adjective? Delicious. I actually, uh, you know, it's funny that I use that because I actually really hate when people use the word delicious inappropriately. Like for people, I really hate when people are like, you look just delicious. Ooh, I really like, <laughs> don't like it. Um, I think it's funny sometimes to use it for like a book. Be like, ah, oh, what a delicious book. But uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I've lived long enough to see myself become the enemy, I guess is what you could say. How come we have so many words for taste and so few for smell? This is my question. What do you mean? Describe a scent. Floral. Musky. Uh, citrusy. Uh, lavender. I guess those, these are like specific scents I'm getting into, but I named a couple there. You did. That wasn't bad. I get, I get, <laughs> those also apply to taste as well. They do. And maybe, maybe, maybe my point isn't very strong, but I feel like there are a lot of general ways to describe the flavor of something mm -hmm. and maybe only very specific ways to describe a smell, right? There's no equivalent of salty for smells. Right, but you don't really smell salty things. No, I'm not saying specifically something yeah. that is salty, but a broad category of smells. I guess. Briny. Sorry, I was trying to think of something that might be the salty of smells. Yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> I apologize Thank for you. even bringing this up. Thank you for apologizing. <laughs> I think it's an interesting idea, though. No, it's a bad idea. I can guarantee you that uh, none of these words will be appearing in the story today. What predictions do you have before we open up this document for what kind of words do you think will make an appearance? <laughs> oh, words? Yeah. I think the most basic of words. Like, I think, like... So I participated in a spelling bee when I was in the sixth grade mm. and there were some fancy words in there. Like I remember the word that got me out was the word reciprocal. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to get anywhere close to that in this one. I predict that we'll probably see the word O. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we'll probably see okay quite a right. bit as well. Yeah, that's a good one. I think Julia might make an appearance. Uh, maybe, maybe. I'm hoping personally for some Cleo. Oh, actually, this is a great thing to t Speaking of Cleo, this is a great thing to talk about. <laughs> Can't believe I didn't lead with this. So, okay, yeah, actually, I, I, I totally made a note to talk about this, and I completely forgot until we were sitting here. So, lest we forget, in Forgotten Memories, L, the character, not L, me, or the author, uh, was able to predict the future with her drawing. So she would draw something, and then it would come true. And I think she also had, like, some kind of like psychic dreams as well. I think she also had like some dreams that were a little bit weird. So the other day, I tend not to really remember my dreams. And if I do, I don't really tell people about them because they're boring. But I had an interesting dream in which uh, I and my mom ran into Chanel uh, of Gabby's second best friend fame and her mom, Cleo, in ShopRite uh, specifically. 
And there was some other stuff going on that I'm not going to get into. Um, but the main gist of it was that <laughs> my mom and I ran into Chanel and her mom. And this was, I want to say on a Friday, I had this dream or a Thursday going into Friday, I had the dream. So in the morning, I was like, oh, how funny. Like, I don't know why I had that dream. So I text Chanel and I tell her, you know, hey, I had this dream. Just thought I'd share like, because it was such a funny dream. Um, and then I get a call from Chanel the next day on Saturday that our moms ran into each other at ShopRite. And I was like, oh, it's happening. It's all finally happening. So Forgotten Memories was prophetic. The prophecy that I would foresee prophecies has been prophesized and come true. It's rather unlike you to tell the T for Teen version of that dream on uh -huh. your podcast, uh -huh. during which you're so often profane. <laughs> yes, there was uh, some profane stuff, but <laughs> out of the respect of all involved, I'm not going to get into the profane side of the dream. I'll let Chanel give me the all clear to do that first. <laughs> so maybe next week you'll hear the, the after dark version of the dream of what actually happened in the dream. But we did run into each other at ShopRite. That was the point of the dream. Um, but there you have it. That was so interesting, I thought. I was like, wow, that doesn't really happen to me ever. And I was like, I'm in my my psychic era. I'm, I'm just predicting things. So my mom told me to keep an eye out for numbers so she can play them in the lottery. Uh, haven't had any dreams since, though. Uh, just You're just looking for numbers? In my dreams, yes. Oh, dream numbers. Dream numbers. Because I can think of some numbers. I know some numbers. None higher than five, but I know some numbers. Oh, so not that many. <laughs> That's a lot of numbers. Well, actually, if you know a lot of negative numbers yeah. and or decimals, yeah. then you could, could know, know a whole lot of numbers. You could know infinite numbers. Yeah. I could know pi. That's a long number. Big it, number. It is? Yeah. It's not a big number. It's a long number. It's a long number. I could know that. It's less than five. It is. Mm -hmm. Do you know it? No. <laughs> but I, I might... <laughs> But I could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't. I would also like to begin this with uh, just a personal achievement of mine from lately. Uh, I had some friends reading my book lately, and I had someone very specifically say, your dialogue is so great. And that just felt so good. <laughs> that specific compliment was like, thank you. <laughs> I've come so far. To actually have someone say that I'm really good at dialogue felt very nice. <laughs> So that was great. <laughs> Very good uh, full circle moment for me. Now let's get into some bad dialogue. In case you forgot, uh, in the previous chapter, we had... Oh, Lord, I forgot what happened in the previous chapter. Oh, yeah, it was that uh, Julia and Cleo got into a fight where they kind of like came to blows with one another and Julia threw a vase at Cleo and it shattered into a million pieces and she had to pick them all up one by one very slowly. Uh, and she was crying, you know, as you do. So that's what you missed in the previous chapter. Uh, we still love Cleo, though. And the description of this chapter is, surprise, surprise. Surprise. I would love to be surprised, personally. Will you be? No, I guarantee I... Well, let me not guarantee. I feel like I am often surprised by this. Not in a good way, but I am frequently surprised. What's your favorite surprise? A good one? Yeah, specifically, though. Uh... I guess a gift. Gifts are nice. Mm. Or good news. Good news is always a surprise. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go right now with good news. Okay. That would be ideal. Uh, are you ready to get into the chapter? Uh, more than ready, Elle. Okay. 
That night, I couldn't sleep. I kept having nightmares. And now I have fantastic news. We have dash dash Julia's dream dash dash, just like me. I wonder if it's going to be that she ran into her best friend with her invisible mom at the shop right. I can't believe you were surprised so early with good news. <laughs> yeah, this is great news. The best possible news. Because it means that in a dream, there doesn't have to be logic. I don't have to, you know, worry about it in this segment. Should I do anything to, to like, I feel like I should be spooky. Because uh, it's a dream. I, in the, um, in Forgotten Memories, didn't you do a little sound effect when we went into a dream? I think I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. And you know what? It's just a block of text, so there's no dialogue. So I'm, you're going to hear, uh, uh, some, uh, some sound effect here. Right. And then Old Town Road, right? Uh, no, different thing. <laughs> we haven't gotten Bill's POV yet, actually. We'll have to bring it back. Maybe it can be Call Me By Your Name now, since we have a new Lil Nas X song to go off <laughs> Get to, I should re-listen to the podcast. I'm like, how do we even settle on Old Town Road? Uh, anyway, here you go. Here's Julia's dream. I was standing in front of a church, and the rain was falling on me. Descriptive, evocative. Very, very descriptive. Very scary. Very goth. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. I opened the doors and went inside so I could get out of the rain. Oh, wow. She's always getting caught in the rain. What do you think it means that she went inside? That she is learning to accept herself mm. and look within mm. for comfort. I agree. Mm. I think the rain represents the expectations of others. And by opening the door, she mm. is casting herself out of, mm. of those expectations and becoming her own person. Absolutely. Or yeah. capitalism. Mm. Mm. Inside, a wedding was going on. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now that's capitalism <laughs> if I've ever seen it. At the altar, I saw Cleo and Bill standing side by side, holding hands. Oh. I would love it if this was reality. Yeah, this is a vision of a, of a good future. Of a good future. Yeah, this is the best outcome. This is the uh, ghost of a good Christmas. This is the ideal timeline. This, does, this is not something that happens in a Christmas no. carol. This is, is, she, is she being Scrooge McDucked right now? Uh, she might be, but it, but like I said, it is not what happens in a Christmas carol. There's, I don't know there's no good, no good ghost. The ghost of how everything oh, that's is chill. True. No, ghost of what would have happened if you had been a good person. Right. That'd be a good ghost. Yeah. Wait, what's happening? Cleo turned around and smiled. Something about Cleo looked different. She seemed meaner, like she wanted me dead. Well, remember, this is a dream Cleo, yeah. not the real one. But proof... She seemed meaner. Mm. Proof that she's not really all that mean in real life. Even even she just said it. That's mm. a really that's a really cogent point, Al. Thank you, thank you. I suddenly felt a horrible pain in my stomach, and I fell to my knees. I held my stomach, and tears welled up in my eyes from the pain. I think the pain in the stomach probably represents the pregnancy of her emotions. Yes, that is so astute, Duncan. Thank you. Mm. Mm. Cleo stepped in front of me and threw her bouquet of flowers at my face. They smacked my forehead and everything became blurry. Well, I can't believe how much sexual imagery you've put in this for yes. a 12-year-old. I think that this is hinting at the the flowers, the petals of the bouquet represent yeah. sapphic yearning, mm -hmm. which I would love to see more of in this story. I mean, that's a classic uh, kind of metaphorical oh, device. Absolutely. The last thing I saw was Bill smile at me. Then everything disappeared. End dream. <laughs> I gotta hand it to author L here with the Julius dream and end dream yeah. tags. I wish that I wish that published books were this clear. If only. 
I like that it could have just been italicized, but this story is so confusing that you need the star and end tags just to know what the hell's going on. I particularly do love end dream. End dream. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like the POV tags, except you can't be like dream POV. Now Julia POV. I wonder if we'll get B- Bill's POV in this. I don't think we will, but I guess we'll see. We'll have to see. Yeah, I can't do a southern accent for Julia because what if we get a Bill POV? Then what am I supposed to do? Julia, wake up. I don't know that that's Bill, but okay. What? Uh, We'll see. What? Huh? I've looked down a sentence (laughs) and it's not Bill. It seems like it's not Bill. I don't know who it is, though. Um... It's some employee of the hotel, I guess. I'm going to read this one neutral and then we'll we'll decide on a voice. Uh, You're late for your shift. Oh. So it's someone who works with her, I guess. I looked up and saw Christian. Hey, it's Christian. Whoever that is. Another boy who works here. Standing in front of me. Okay. Hello, Christian. Hi, Christian. Christian used to date Cleo, but then she dumped him after two weeks. Sad. Sad. I guess you could say me and Christian don't have the best relationship. He blamed me for Cleo breaking up with him. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> we don't have the full story. Yeah. Maybe well, she wait. did do that. What? That's true. <laughs> he said I told Cleo rumors about him. Yeah, sure. Blame everything on the poor homeless kid. Did she? Did she, did she spread the rumors? <laughs> did you spread rumors about him? She did him? not say she didn't do that. Yeah. Unclear. <laughs> it's unclear if she's innocent. Also weird that he would pick her because... Her and Cleo aren't even friends. What does she gain from talking shit about him? Uh, here's my new headcanon for Christian. Okay. I can't. I'm not going to be able to get this across with my voice because of the way that I am. I'm imagining <laughs> Christian's kind of like dreamy. Okay. He's a little dream boy. That's nice. So I'm going to try and voice him a little bit airy, but just keep that in your head. Got it. You'd better get to work. I will. I will. Christian left my room and I changed into my hotel uniform. So there is a uniform. Yep. Yep. Confirmed. Yep. Ugh. Yep. This is already such a great chapter for backstory and world building. That's true. <laughs> I feel... Uh, and half of it was a dream. I'm enveloped by all of the, yeah. the world building and <laughs> metaphorical resonance as well. So true. I went out to the front desk and saw Christian googly-eyeing Cleo. What a groupie. That's bold coming from you. You're literally dating a musician. <laughs> I sat down at the desk and played on the computer <laughs> instead of doing work. Okay. I checked some stuff. Then I just played solitaire. Oh, there's an all timer of a sentence yes. coming up. I read ahead. Listen, it's hard to win solitaire when you barely know how to count. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Note it. Let, yep. Write it down. I'm writing it down. It's living eternally in my brain along with a bunch of other useless facts we will keep this in mind now i will say this is better supported than the uh the earlier uh suggestion that she can't read okay because we recently had a scenario where she claimed that uh, a uh, planter broke into one million pieces true maybe it's simply because she doesn't doesn't know know how how to count count. true Mm -hmm. good point good point i was on my fifth game when chris wait you don't really need to know. How- well, I guess actually you do need to know how to count to be able to play solitaire because it's descending order. Yeah, you need to like, know how to count you to do 10. Ne- yeah, you need to know how to count to 10 and then you need to know the suits, like the King, Queen, Jack. Hmm. <laughs> Not knowing how to count to 10 might be difficult. 
Yeah, that's yeah. tough. So consider that, that this is revealing that she does not know how to count to 10. Or she barely knows. Barely I think knows she can how to count do it on her fingers is like the implication. Yep, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I was on my fifth game when Christian came up to me and handed me a note. Oh, no, doesn't he know? She can't read. <laughs> what uh, is she supposed to do with this? Christian should know that he works with her. Christian, rude. Not a thoughtful colleague like Cleo. It should come up a lot considering like i don't know how she does her job if she is unable to read how does she check people in how does she check people in i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand some guy told me to give this to you who i don't know some guy with huge hair i wonder who good good we did get confirmed that he has huge hair now yeah bill. i thought it was just black yeah it's, so it's, it's black and is huge. helpful we're finally getting a mental picture Thank of bill God. like i said the amount of world building we're getting here now we don't necessarily know that it bill it could, it could be ronald mcdonald oh okay <laughs> uh fair notorious for having big hair very true yep i smiled and opened the note there was bill's prefect <laughs> cursive handwriting. <laughs> okay not only yep. can she possibly read this note, yep. it's in cursive. Which is hard to read. Hard to read. I even, can't even read cursive, Even really. for adults Very who know difficult. how to read. Yeah. I struggled to read the note even though it was short. Okay. Okay. Some acknowledgement. There you go. I appreciate there it. There you go. I appreciate it. It's a perfect story. Thank you. Julia, can you meet me in the park across the street on your lunch break? I have a little surprise for you. Bill. Oh, he's a flasher. This oh. is sad. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like what's the surprise and I was gonna say his dick in a box so you and I are on the same wavelength oh god every time Bill has a surprise at any of these stories we're like it's his dick <laughs> every single time and it's always like a bracelet or some shit but like we're always just going to that assumption huh. why can't uh, I don't know but anyway I folded up the note and put it in my pocket well at least now I have something to look forward to wrong to and that's the end of the chapter Oh, Very what, what a bad chapter. Why? Oh, this is the surprise surprise. The is, surprise surprise is, is the note. Bill has a surprise. A, yeah, exactly. Bill has a surprise, but it is not confirmed what the surprise is. Boring. Ugh. Yeah, I... Boring. I hate this. Um, I, There was world building, though. I'll give them that. The closest world building as you can get in this There was story. a dream sequence. There was a dream sequence. That was a little fun. We got a new character, Christian. That's true. I have a feeling because he has this past relationship with Cleo that he's going to be important later. Yeah, like, I... something about it tells me, like, the way he was introduced, like, the Cleo thing. I feel like that's got to come back. I mean, I'll, I'll say this in favor of this story, which is called Kisses of Regret. Okay. Uh very restrained with the number of characters you've introduced as compared to forgotten memories yeah i think let's count them so we have bill we haven't even met tom (laughs) the rest of the band no mention of no mention of where those boys are bill Mm -hmm. julia cleo yeah and now christian right we had a brief uh scene with the hotel oh the the hotelier julia yeah yeah five and that character wasn't even named. I would say Julia is cast as a minor character, right? No, is no, no. The the owner of the hotel who's dead is Julia. The other oh. person's the manager. Okay. Well, yeah. that person, I feel like it's made clear that they're a minor character. Yeah. They didn't even get a name. There's a lot more focus on a core group of characters here. Yeah. It's less of an ensemble piece. I, th- I would, well, I would always say, almost say it's more <laughs> of an ensemble piece and less of just 
like nonsense. an abstract painting. <laughs> it's like the spaghetti junction of Cass. <laughs> That's right. what the other one was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this one has a, a core group of characters, and I'm wondering if Christian is going to be added to that. I think so. Yeah. I, I think he's going to be, he's, he, welcome Christian to the narrative. I feel like she's been very careful in who is and is not named. Yeah. Uh, like, the manager could have just been like, yeah, or like the person who woke her up just could have been like the manager. It could have been like, they just woke me up. Whatever. Absolutely. There could've has to Cleo. be a, there has to be a reason. There has to be a reason. She is intentional. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we have an allusion both to a church in this chapter and the introduction of a character named Christian. <gasps> You're so big brain. Yeah. And oh coming God. off of Easter, I just, oh. I, my mind is uh, spinning and I'm thinking about the, the Christ metaphor that Julia is making here yes. as she kind of is reborn from a second life. Wait, wait, wait. After her, uh, you know, I think that she, she kind of comes... From humble origins. Yes. Like Jesus. Like Jesus. Absolutely. She doesn't know who her true parents are. Unlike Jesus, <laughs> who does know. I mean, he knows Mary's his mom, but he does. I mean, he. Well. He does know God is his dad. He knows dad. God is his dad, but. Everyone but, told him. Yeah, good point. Never mind. Sorry. But, you know, he got. I think. No, actually, I think he knew when he was a kid. I when he was yeah. a baby. Everyone, all those men came and they were like, we have some frankincense for you because you're God's son. Yeah. I want to very quickly interject, actually, and go to your point. Like, right. When we get out of the dream, we begin with her being awoken. She is risen. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. wonder if if that's the, the dying and being reborn or... Yes. If, yeah, I mean, I guess so, because yeah. I guess baptism itself yeah. is also a metaphor for Christ, right? Where are you going with baptism? Well, because <laughs> being awakened feels more like baptism than... Nah, I'm talking about Jesus Jesus being risen on Easter. No, which I, was I understand that, but they're, they're all... They're two sides of the same coin, I think. All of them hearkening back to a famous myth that we all hold in our collective consciousness. Mm. And I think author L here is drawing on our familiarity with that story to mm. add depth to Julia's character and her motivations. Mm. I don't know that I agree. This is a weird episode. <laughs> this is the PhD episode. <laughs> We're just trying really hard to get as obnoxious as possible. I haven't had to do this in years, and let me tell you, it's a blessing to just be able to read something and be like, that co that character's favorite color is red, and that's it, period. <laughs> a weight off of my shoulders. <laughs> Love it. I actually had someone call me out on something in my book that were like, is this a metaphor for this? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And it was not at oh. all. I was like, great. Didn't even have to do that. It was like, perfect. Love it. But yeah. Uh, this was a very mentally exhausting episode, even though it was a very boring chapter. So I hope you all <laughs> enjoyed that. Uh, neither of us have higher degrees in English. I guess I have a BA in English, but I don't have a higher degree than that. I don't really feel like I had the base to make these kinds of claims. I do <laughs> took some very basic Bible study and I have a BA in English and that's about it. Um... I got my doctorate in religious studies and oh, uh, my master's degree in English literature, so... Well, 
So Duncan's allowed to make those calls. I'm not, though. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Stay tuned for, for more of that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at MyFirstFanPod. You can follow us on Instagram at FirstFanFictionPodcast. You can like us on Facebook at MyFirstFanFiction. You can email me your predictions at MyFirstFanFiction at gmail.com. Kisses with regrets.